This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast. After the uh, Sunday edition of Wild Card uh, Playoff Weekend, Remember, one more big day to go, which will be a doubleheader because Buffalo moved from today because of the weather in Buffalo to tomorrow at 4.30, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. The weather, I guess, is acceptable for tomorrow. Uh, then Philly and Tampa. What we know after two days is we're going to have some interesting games next weekend, which we always do on Divisional Playoff Weekend anyway. But after two blowouts yesterday, the surprising one with Houston blowing out Cleveland, the more predictable one with Miami playing in that bitter cold weather in Kansas City in a matchup that did not favor them. I told you all week I did not think they had really any chance to win that game. Uh, I wasn't surprised a little. Stunning today. Now, I thought Green Bay, with their offense, with Aaron Jones healthy, with the offensive line back healthy, uh, with Love having finished the season so strongly, had a – Chance to keep that game close. But I did not expect to ever see the route that we saw. And forget the final score. And it never got interesting. The announcers tried to make it interesting. It wasn't interesting. It was never mathematically going to work out. They were never going to get close. But the bottom line is, this was as devastating a loss as I can remember for the Cowboys. They've had some bad losses. And it's been a very long time since they've gone deep into the playoffs, as you know. And it has become a big thorn in the side of the Joneses. And now everyone waits to see the fate of Mike McCarthy. But this was brutal. McCarthy has been awful as their head coach in big spots. And Dak has been awful his whole life in the playoffs. This team does not perform. But then this was the coup de grace. As Jerry Jones said afterwards, this to him was unfathomable. He did not think there was a chance that this could happen, that this team could get beat like this today. And you could tell he was completely, the word he used was floored by what he saw today. A game that started off with Green Bay getting the ball made sense. Hey, we're going to put our offense on the field because we need to be in front. Cowboys are front runners. They are great. They are great when they struggle early. They struggle. Bottom line is Green Bay came down the field with authority, put the ball in the end zone, and that was it. You got the pick by Alexander. They get another score. They keep going. They get the pick six right after that. Cowboys get one before the half to make it at least plausible. And Green Bay puts the stamp down in the third quarter and goes on to a route. Love was... Sensational. He handled the blitz brilliantly. He was his presence in the pocket, his throws that he made. Listen, this was a coming out party for a young man who has been coming out for weeks. 
since week 11, he's been the best quarterback in the league. He was 18 and one. He's been playing great. There were two games, as I told you, that stamped two games. I told you this last night. So there were two games that stamped the Green Bay season. The win against the Lions on Thanksgiving and then the win against Kansas City. In both those games, he had 250, 60 yards and three touchdowns and no intercepts. He had to have that kind of game today, and he had exactly that game today. Add in Aaron Jones with the running game and three touchdowns. Add in some big plays on defense, including the pick six. And you have a route against the Cowboys. But now Green Bay goes on to play San Francisco with complete house money, which is what they took into Dallas today. They are a very young roster. They have one of the younger rosters to ever play in the playoffs. They have one of the youngest rosters of wide receivers and tight ends to ever play in the playoffs. They are a very young team, among the youngest to ever play or ever win a playoff game. And they have established that their quarterback is there. They, uh, hey, give them credit. They have established another big-time talent at quarterback. And today, all you needed was love. That was it. It was more than enough. And the question is, how, how loud are the reverberations of this complete, utter, disgraceful Dallas performance. This wasn't a bad performance. It was an all-time stinker. They got pounded in their building. They got embarrassed where they hadn't not only lost all year, where they had put up huge numbers all year. They were mortified, never in the game, destroyed by the Packers today. And the question now remains, what does Jerry do? And what makes this all the more juicy is having Belichick floating in the ether around everything. So does Jerry react and say, enough, I've seen enough of McCarthy's act? We win games in the regular season and we do nothing. Forget what it means for Dak. Dak's going to be his quarterback. I don't think there's any question about that. Listen, Dak's got to start to win, but they will implore the next coaching staff to get Dak through the games. They are not going to change Dak at quarterback. I don't buy that for a second. They are right now committed to him. But... If you're asking me, do I think they're going to change the coach? I don't know if they would if there wasn't a Belichick out there. But now here's the question. It's no secret that Atlanta and Belichick have been having serious discussions. Now, did Belichick want to wait to have this weekend unfold because he had his eye on the Cowboys? Is he smart enough to do that? Absolutely. Is that a ready-made team? Absolutely. If you could pick a team to go to right now, not counting the opportunity to go to Buffalo, which I don't think would be a possibility. I mean, I guess if they had a disastrous loss tomorrow, you could put them in the same boat. But put that aside. Going to Dallas, 
the only place more attractive would have been a vacant Buffalo's franchise with Josh at quarterback. Yes, the Chargers have a quarterback, but that scenario, that's, that talent base is nowhere near as deep and as balanced as there it is between offense and defense in Dallas. Dallas is ready to win. Dallas is ready to take it deep into the postseason if they can get the kind of leadership they need. Something is missing, and it's been missing there for a very long time. They have not been able to, even after good seasons, they have not been able to put it together in the playoffs. And today was the coup de grace. You wondered if they would be snake bed again, but the way they finished the season, the way they played it now to be home in this game, you figured, hey, even if Love threw the ball well today and scored some touchdowns against them, they'd really put it on the Green Bay defense, but they didn't. After a sensational second half of the season where he played as well at wide receiver as anybody I've ever seen, Lamb was almost non-existent today, and it looked like he was fighting with Dak during the game. They were so off. Dak was off. Lamb was off. I mean, it was, it was almost hard to believe what we were watching. And now the question remains. Does Jerry, and if he does, he has to move fast. Does he want to make a move on one of the unquestioned greatest coaches in the history of the sport? There's no debating that Belichick is one of the one or two or three, whatever you want to put him in, whoever you want to rank with him, greatest coaches in the history of the sport. Do I think he's lost anything in terms of his coaching? I do not. Do I think this team would be a good fit for him? I absolutely do. Because I think it's ready-made to win. It just needs someone who can formulate the game plan and give them the mentality they need to take into the postseason. You saw how angry Jerry John- Jimmy Johnson was at halftime. That's what they needed to hear. The idea that they came into that game and played like that was almost hard to believe. And it is an indictment on McCarthy not having his team ready to play. You got two jobs as an NFL head coach, in essence. Give your team a game plan they can win with and get them to play hard. That's what it comes down to. Get them to play hard. Today, it just wasn't there right from the start. So we'll see. Does Belichick go off to Atlanta and see if he can put together a team that can maybe get back to a Super Bowl, or does he go to a team that will be considered one of the favorites to go to the Super Bowl if he steps in? And like I said, if they're going to keep him out of Atlanta, they're going to have to move quick. So we'll see how this unfolds in the next couple of days. But the only way it was going to happen is if you had an explosion like today where the wheels just came off in Dallas, and boy, did they come off. They came off in a way to 400 yards of offense, terrible, terrible plays on offense. You allowed 400 yards of offense with your defense. You got cut up by first-year receivers and a, and, and, and a young quarterback. 
it was as bad as could possibly be. So Green Bay goes, Green Bay goes to Detroit, it goes to San Francisco, which means Philly or Tampa, which will play tomorrow, one of them will be not in Dallas, but in Detroit, which held on, and I mean held on, for a very emotional one-point victory over the Rams, 24-23. to The game started out like it was going to be just, you know, a shoot-em-up affair all the way through. As they both continue, they both made big plays. The Lions uh, scoring on their first three possessions. The Rams making big plays in the passing game, making big plays uh, all over the place. And you thought, wow, I mean, this game is 14-10 very early in the second quarter. And you're thinking, this is going to be a shootout. It's 21-17 at the half. And instead... We got virtually nothing in the second half. The Rams got the ball down the field but couldn't get it in the end zone. The Lions, I thought, went away from what worked for them early in the game. They just stopped throwing the ball down the field and relied on the running game, which was going nowhere. And they were very fortunate, very fortunate, because there could have been a hold Without question, there could have been a uh, hold on the court at the on that third down play. They got called for a hold, which backed them out of field goal range. They went for it on third down, obviously, and Long he got held. They didn't call it. You had to also. They also got a huge break when the Rams used a couple of their timeouts, which really came back to haunt them as they tried to get the ball back. But I thought they went really for a very daring coach. They went completely away from the offense that was the big reason why they scored early in the game. I mean, early in the game, they put up big, big numbers in the passing game. And they went away from it completely. And got very, very conservative. And it almost cost them the ball game. I mean, they did nothing in the second half. Scored three points in the second half. But it was enough to hold on 24-23. Uh, I really was surprised. Really was surprised how much they went away from what worked early in the game. I thought it was a colossal mistake on their part, but they were able to win it. So this was obviously a very, very big win for Detroit. It's so much bigger when you realize now that they, because of the Dallas loss, they get another home game. They not only that, they will get a team that is either not very good in Tampa, if Tampa finds a way to have Mayfield healthy enough tomorrow to throw the ball and expose the Eagles the way they've been exposed for weeks now. They can't stop anything down the field. But Mayfield has been hurting badly with an ankle injury, but worse with rib injury, which has really hurt his throwing the last couple of weeks. And they said 
it's hurt him even this week. He sat out practice early in the week. I know he's going to go, but the question is, can he throw the ball? Because if he can get the ball down the field, especially to Evans, they are going to give the Eagles fits. And even if the Eagles find a way to beat a bad Tampa team, they're going to have their hands full against the Lions because the Lions should want to just attack the Eagles in the secondary, and they have the people to do it. Without any question, they can do it. And they will be very tough. So you could be looking at a Detroit-San Francisco championship game, although, hey, the Packers, they can't wait to get out there and play this game. Yes, they're installed as a 10-point underdog, but you know what? They are loving life right now. Everything is just, everything is perfect for them. Playing with house money, having now a joy ride. And when you get on those kind of rides as an underdog in the playoffs, there's nothing better because it's fast and loose and nothing to worry about. You just go out there and play your game. And they did that in Dallas, and now they get a chance to do it in San Francisco. They can go out there and dream the dream. And they're going to think, hey, why not? We already did it in Dallas when no one thought we could. Why can't we do it in San Francisco when nobody thinks we can? So Detroit, like I said, impressive early with their offense. Held on for dear life, but was able to run the clock out thanks to the fact that the Rams only had the one timeout when they punted. They knew when they punted. They had a punt because it was fourth and long after the hold. But the bottom line is if it had been fourth and anything reasonable, they would have gone because that would have been the play because there was a very good chance they knew that they weren't going to get the ball back. And I was happy to see them let Goff throw the ball there to get those first downs because, you know what, he threw the ball effectively almost all night with a couple of rare occasions, and then they took the throws away from him in the second half, which I thought was a big mistake because the Rams were extremely vulnerable down the field, extremely vulnerable against everybody they were. I mean, Tyrod Taylor threw for 300 and had a couple of big ones called back. He could, have, he could have carved them up that day. He did carve them up. Rams did a nice job even making the playoffs, and they fought like heck in this game. But they just could not convert in the red zone when they needed to to make the big play and then getting pushed back with the penalty out of field goal range. They never got the ball back and never got a chance to get that lead. So they fall, and Detroit moves on, and now Detroit gets a home game and waits to see who wins between Philly and Tampa. So tomorrow you have Pitt and Buffalo. There was talk early again today about moving that game out of there. They haven't moved it out, so they now are committed to playing that game at 4.30 this week. you got to figure that both Pitt, I mean both winners tomorrow, the Pitt-Buffalo and the Philly-Tampa, are going going to play on Sunday, I would think. I don't think they'd ask either one of them to play on Saturday. It almost wouldn't be fair. I mean, it's a very short week. I would think they'd give them the break and let them play on Sunday, even though they'd like, I'm sure, to have 
Well, if they get Casey Buffalo, they'd like that game on Sunday. That would be a big marquee game for them. And Philly-Detroit would also be a very good game for Sunday also. They could live with those two and then play Baltimore early Saturday and San Francisco late Saturday. So that might be how they shake it out. We don't know yet, but that I would think there's a very good chance tomorrow's winners would play on Sunday just to give them the extra day of rest. Because there's going to be two games Saturday, and then you're going to be in that 3-6-30 that they like to go to on Sunday. You're going to be in the 4-30-8 on Saturday next week, and then you're going to be in the 3-6-30 on Sunday that they wind up going to those last couple of weeks to get you ready for the Super Bowl. So... After the two blowouts yesterday, we get, yeah, another blowout, but a big, big shocker as the reverberations from that Packer win will be felt for a while because, number one, the Pack is back. They weren't away very long. They're back, and they have another star at quarterback. I don't think there's anybody who's going to debate that right now. He has sent the message for the last six, seven weeks, and he drove it home today in the postseason in Dallas. He drove it home in a big way with some just absolutely gorgeous throws and just a terrific game. And when you go in there and you go into a place like that as a, as a big underdog with a bunch of first-year a bunch of first-year and second-year wide receivers and tight ends, and you go 16-21 to 21 for 272 and three touchdowns, and you're coasting. Remember, they put the backup in with six minutes left, five change. They've slid him back into the game for no reason. I mean, it was silly. After Dallas got a couple of meaningless touchdowns, it wasn't like Dallas was going to actually do anything in the fourth quarter. I mean, after being behind 100 points, it wasn't going to make any difference. They still wound up losing by 16 points. So the bottom line was everyone was trying to sell like it was some miracle comeback we were watching. We really weren't. There was no way, no way where that score was with eight minutes left of that it was even remotely, humanly possible to do that. But Green Bay has returned. And the loss, the bitterness, the disappointment, the disillusion that is going on right now in Dallas, where you saw Jerry Jones saying, basically, all I knew was we had another playoff game next week. That's all I was thinking about. I never, he basically said, I never gave losing a thought. I didn't even think it was something to think about. He said he was floored by the performance. And anybody who watched that team play this year would have to be floored by that performance. That's how poor it was. That's how off the charts bad it was. From coach to quarterback to defense to wide receiver, just stunning in how poor it was. You don't want to take anything away from Green Bay, but this was just an incredibly poor performance. And then Detroit and the Rams, which 
I think we all felt was going to be a white knuckler. We all felt was going to be a very close game. I thought what we saw in the first half was going to carry on the whole game. I thought it was going to be a shootout. It was a shootout, and then it went away from being a shootout in the second half, but it was one. It was setting up as a perfect one in the first half. And then it got a lot more conservative in the second half. But Detroit ekes out, and that's the only word, ekes out a victory. Gets a home game next week and is now in this magical season one game away from the NFC title game, which is something in Detroit that's probably even hard to say. It's been so long coming. Tomorrow, Pittsburgh, big underdog against the Bills, who obviously are the better team and obviously have designs on doing something in this postseason. But you still have to see them get away from the mistakes that have haunted them and have haunted their quarterback all season. He has been just a machine in turning the ball over. He's also a machine with how much he moves the ball. The yardage he turns out, the points he puts up, hey, no one can question that. But what you his error, uh, his mental mistakes, his errors in judgment, the mistakes he makes, the turnovers are just very hard to accept. Pittsburgh, it's amazing they're here. If you had told me a month ago that Mason Rudolph would be starting a playoff game, I would have been like, in what world? In what faraway galaxy is Mason Rudolph going to be starting a playoff game? And then also, if you had told me that the Eagles would have hit the skids the way they have, I wouldn't have believed it. And let's be honest, they never overcame the loss of the coordinators. Things went from bad to worse as the injuries piled up. The move to Patricia at defensive co- as the defensive coordinator in season was a disaster. And now they are just a just a shell of what they were against a Tampa team that I think would be very dangerous here if I knew that Mayfield was healthy. He clearly is not. But if you told me he could get the ball down the field like he did in Green Bay a couple of weeks ago, I'd say, hey, you know what? They can beat him. If they can get the ball to their wide receivers, and their wide receivers can do the job, if they can get the ball to their wide receivers, they can beat the Eagles because the Eagles can't stop anybody now. I've seen it enough. They just played the worst schedule in the league the last four or five weeks, and they couldn't win a game. They were lucky to win one. And they couldn't hold off the Cardinals when they were up two touchdowns, and they couldn't hold them off late in the game with a lead when it meant a division title. A division title that the Cowboys took with both hands and threw out the window. Boy, if you had told me six weeks ago that Dallas and Philly would be in this shape come wild card weekend, Dallas would be gone and Philly would be basically on life support. I wouldn't have believed it. But that's what we're left with right now. 
two more to go, and then into divisional playoff weekend, which a lot of people feel is, you know, because of the quality of the teams and getting the one seeds back in action, is the best two days of the games on the year. I have always maintained that once you're no longer in the Sunday at one part of the NFL, it's no longer the same NFL. Yes, the two weekends that start the playoffs are terrific. Three days of games on divisional playoff weekend. I mean, on wildcard weekend, the Saturday, Sunday games on divisional playoff weekend. But then you're down to a three-game season. And once you play those two title games the next Sunday, two weeks to one game, and all for all intents and purposes, it's over. But right now you got a lot of buzz, and a lot of it surrounds the coach who wants to stay in the game to break Shula's record. But he'd also like to go back to one of those games again. And he just might have found the horse to ride. It's going to be a couple interesting days. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. 